Welcome to the ASU Sports Business Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Uh, we hope you're doing well um, and keeping safe. Um, I guess today we're just going to touch on AFCON, the tournament that happened um, last month. Um, wonderful tournament and again congratulations to Senegal, the winners, um, but it was very entertaining and a good tournament as well and quite different I guess for CAF in terms of how it was broadcasted and the sponsors that were involved. So we'll be touching on that. So in terms of the media rights, um, sponsors, and what Sepe, how this whole came around and just, I guess, his tenure so far as a head of CAF. Um, today, I am pleased to say um, I am joined today uh, with Obile Inflovo. He's the, he runs an organization, a wonderful organization called Cash and Sport uh, based out in South Africa. And if you're really looking for I guess, content and insight around sports business principles. And I'm really talking insightful pieces and uh, threads. He does loads of threads on Twitter. Then please do check them out um, on socials. But Ubile, how are you? I'm good, Gabriel. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining. Uh, really, really appreciate it. So, yeah, I guess just, I don't know, just quickly introduce about Cash and Sport and where people can go find you guys. Oh, wow. Cash and Sport is a, um, so we, we, we look into, well, we research the business of sport um, and we focus on the African uh, continent uh, based in Johannesburg. Um, and we try and we, we break down through either Twitter threads or pieces on our website um, and um, other uh, larger research pieces for companies and, um, you know, federations and the, and the likes. Um, around the, the business of sport, be it sponsorships, be it viewerships, be mm. it uh, broadcasting, et cetera, anywhere along the value chain where, where, contour, where, where basically sport and business meet is, is where we are. Um, yeah. And uh, in terms of the socials, um, there are three Twitter threads a week. Um, uh, that's on our, on our Twitter page, uh, Cash N Sport. Um, and then there's LinkedIn, uh, Cash and Sport as well, Facebook, Cash and Sport. Uh, we also have a podcast, which we haven't run for a while because life just happens. But yeah. this year, the, it'll be back in the next couple of weeks, next few weeks. Um, and that's YouTube, Cash and Sport, as well as Spotify and all the other major streaming platforms, Cash yeah. and Sport. No, amazing. So... Please do check them out. They will have the um, links to all of their social handles and website as well at the bottom. So please do check them out. Um, but yeah, let's get straight into it. I guess just to paint a, a picture. Um, so I guess at the, or just before Matsepe's tenure, right? Uh, how can I say? Kafma were maybe going through a difficult time. Um, yeah. A deal with Lagadier was cancelled, uh, which was yeah. a big blow for them. Um, which would have helped them to bring, of course, media rights partners, etc. So there was a period where a lot of CAF's uh, flagship events weren't being broadcast on the content or even abroad. And so this was a big hit. So I think it was yeah. 2019 and 2020, they suffered a, uh, what is like a $40 million hit in their reserves. And it was anticipated that they will um, anticipate a $13 million yeah. deficit for 2021. 
And so yeah. that just paints a bit of a picture of um, state of play before Matsepe arrived. So yeah, yeah, it's not no small, it's not no small thing at all. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, and and maybe if we if we go back to um, to to that Matsepe era, because mm. essentially all of the the uh, broadcasting is a is a big component, right, yeah. of, of revenue, uh, and it, it's it's not it's it's not different for CAF. Um, with CAF themselves, they were looking at a uh, a deal with Legardia um, worth about a billion um, dollars uh, for a twelve year contract. In my okay. opinion, the deal was bad in the first place. They should never have signed it. Agreed. But in any case, they were they were looking they were looking for 12 years it was a 12-year contract over a billion dollars um Ligardia had said something to the fact to the to the effect that the the billion would be the minimum that that CAF would earn mm -hmm. but i mean the asian uh football championships recently they they finished off a deal with five billion um over i think six years no over about yeah six uh eight years yeah um so even now, you're getting much smaller federations and um, and uh, and bodies um, getting a lot more out of their their broadcast deals. But in any case, let's let's maybe go back, um, if you don't mind, to yeah, sure. to the history behind it because it kind of paints a picture of where things went wrong. Yeah. Because this tenure also includes um, the, the the former president of CAF, Ahmad Ahmad. Mm -hmm. Who um, had his own situations with uh, with Cat with FIFA and the yeah. law, um, and then also Issa Hayatu, who was uh, the CAF president before and ruled CAF for over twenty years. Um, so essentially, what happened is in the nineties, I think it was around about ninety four. Um, there was a company called Sport Five. Um, Sport Five basically was the media rights partner for uh, for CAF. Right, Sport Five um, then signed a deal in um, in 2004 uh, to become the media rights partner until 2009, right? And then they controlled broadcast rights from 2009 until 2016. So up until that point, generally things were okay. Um, what Sport Five would do is that they would act as a middleman between CAF and um, yeah. you know and broadcasters. Partners, so they were the yeah. agent for CAF. Yep. What they would then do is they would sub, uh, then the broadcasters would come in and try and, and, and purchase uh, the, the broadcast rights. So either Africa, yeah. which would have been um, Supersport and uh, Star Times and so on and so on. And then either Europe through Canal Plus and BN, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, then Sport5 got bought over by um, Legardier. Um, Legardier nothing changes really. It's just the company's amalgamated into, is basically absorbed into Legardier. Yeah. But that deal continues. Um, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of different things in between, obviously, just because, just for the sake of time. Um, Legardier then continues and, uh, you know, Sport5 is growing. Um, in 2015, uh, CAF announces that they would extend their partnership uh, with Sport5 and Legardia yeah. um, to continue as their, their agent. And this deal was the 12-year deal uh, for a billion dollars. It was earmarked to be this big, massive deal, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, under the under that deal, uh, I know we're probably going to speak to this later around the broadcasters, but the individual broadcasters, some of them, just to tell you how much money that they were going to put in, uh, be in sports, four hundred million over twelve years. Super Sport, one hundred thirty million dollars. These these are these amounts are in dollars um, over over eight years. Those are, the, those are just two of them. Um, and then we hadn't talked about Star Times. We haven't talked about Canal Plus, et cetera, et cetera. So there was, there was, some, there was a lot of money. Um, but um, then what happened is, and this was during Issa Hayat's time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the elections come around and Ahmad Ahmad is being touted as this guy to take over. Um, and all of a sudden there starts being rumors around Issa Hayatu and his... Uh, you know, mismanagement of funds at CAF, yeah. etc. Issa Hayatu gets pushed out. Uh, Ahmad Ahmad comes in. He says, "No, I wanted to take a look at this CAF deal. It's not a right. It's not a good deal." Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, the Egyptian court uh, for I think it's the Egyptian Competition Court, because CAF is headquartered in Egypt. Yeah. The Egyptian Competition Court started also looking at the deal. Um, and they found that the deal was uh, signed without tender. Uh, in, Egyptian, in Egyptian law, if you want to have any sort of commercial deal with a public yeah. interest organization, there has to be a tender that's put out. Mm-hmm. Um, and rumors also came about that there was another Chinese company which was willing to offer a lot more money than, than uh, Ligardia. Yeah. But in, essentially, long story short, the deal was... The deal collapsed, mm-hmm. um, and the Egyptian court said that this deal has to be scrapped. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Ahmad, Ahmad takes over. I think it was in 2017. Um, he's in power barely uh, two years. That CAF deal, the broadcast deal, collapses completely in 2019, and we have no um, CAF football on television at yeah. all. Between 2019 and 2021, there was two years. It was a two-year media blackout. No one had because all of the the broadcasters had bought into the deal with Legadia. Mm-hmm. They had contracts with Legadia yeah. to broadcast these matches. The moment that deal falls apart, all of the broadcast deals fall apart. Yeah. Um, so essentially, that's the, that's the backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very good summary. Um, but yeah, in essence, from all of that, from all of the insights, it just I guess cancelled because. Um, as you said, uh, anti-competitive, right? In terms of not opening it to a tender. So leading on to the recent, let's say 2021, of course, happened last month, but for Mm -hmm. the tournament that just took place in Cameroon, um, and I think rightly so, um, CAF were, I guess, rightfully lauded for how they came about, all of those, um, all the media partners that they had um, in the UK, in Middle Europe, um, with the AUB in Africa as well. Um, yeah. So I guess just maybe if you can, I guess, just highlight or maybe give some bit of insights into the importance of such a, a structure and how that has benefited or the you know ripple effects of that. Sure, not a problem. Um, so since Patrice Mutzepa came on board, so mm. Patrice Mutzepa is the current president of CAF. Yeah. Because um, we're skipping the Ahmad Ahmad era now. Yeah. Um, since he came on board, he had a 10-step plan. Um, I'll, I'll talk to a couple of the, the bits of the 10-step plan. One was, was sorting out governance 
um, two was sorting out the broadcast deals, major, yes. major, yeah. major priority. Three was sponsorships and revenue, increasing revenue incomes into CAF. Um, and then four um, was uh, a school sports program, which would be pan-African um, and would be run through sponsors. And then obviously we now know about uh, the, the CAF Super League, which wasn't in the plan initially, yeah. but I guess that's the, that's the one revenue generator that he's, he, he was looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did he sort out all of those? Number one, governance. We can't really speak to that yet because yeah. I mean, we will see that later down the line when there the was, financials come there up. There was a lot of changes though in terms of staff and yes. personnel at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So when he first came into, into power, um, a lot of people got shipped out. Yeah. A lot of people got shipped out. Uh, the commercial manager for CAF was moved. Um, uh, he was moved into a different role. There were a number of different uh, people that, that were shipped out um, at CAF headquarters. I think yep. it was, they even called it the Night of the Long Knives. <laughs> with, I think 13 people from, the, from, from, CAF, from CAF head office were were removed from their positions. Yeah. Um I can't name them um directly for for some reason this they slipped my mind. A lot of them are Egyptian names um and, and Arabic names, so it's a bit difficult for me to 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 grasp. Um but yes, there was there was a lot of administrative changes yeah. uh, when he came in. Um and he basically said that if this thing's not run properly uh, or, or run like a business, we're going to have problems. And I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, if you're, talk, if you're talking about a $13 million deficit for 2021 um, and the prospect uh, of, of another AFCON being cancelled, because that's, you know, that's what a lot of people were yeah. talking about prior to the tournament, it would have been a disaster for CAF um, if they had continued maybe with the same old guard of people. I think yep. you needed to to clean up, um, bring in a new, uh, uh, you know, a new administration. Um, I know there's a lot of people that came in. Lukolo September, who's a communications director, yep. came in from South Africa. Um, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of people that came in as well to try and assist. Um, I think he also he now has uh, five uh, five vice presidents, including a woman yeah. as well. So he increased. Um, his leadership team but you know people always talk about how that's an infantino thing and not necessarily a mozepa thing uh, because they made concessions for mozepa to take power but in any case uh, we'll never know those as facts so it is what it is so that's one he took care of governance in terms of that but we'll see what the numbers look like um, and the way that CAF has run you know over his tenure two he took care of broadcast uh, the 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 model that they had before, they changed. Uh, so they no longer have a middleman. CAF now deals with, with broadcast rights themselves. Um, and broadcasters come in and buy uh, broadcast rights directly from them. We also then saw Sky and BT coming in to buy broadcast rights for, for AFCON for the first time, yep. which was amazing because we'd never seen that before. Um, and also all of the, the previous broadcasters came back. Uh, Super Sport, um, and a whole bunch of other broadcasters from Eastern Europe as well. Yeah, I mean, I've got the, I've got a list here. Um, a number Sport of them. Sport Club came, was one. You know, Super Sport, Star Times, ESPN, uh, Sport Digital, Sport Club, um, yeah. Ennet, BBC, Sky, Canal Plus, no. Discovery. 
yeah. you know, um, a bunch of them came in. Um, so again, that's, that's a big tick. If you can, if you can sign those broadcasters up to deals mm. um, for the next cycle, which is two to four years, um, that's fantastic. We don't know yet how much they're all paying. Yeah. Um, and CAF hasn't re- released financial results, if I'm not mistaken, since 2019. No, they no, haven't. You're right. Um, so, yeah, we, we won't know. Hmm. It's unlikely that we'll know. And hopefully, at Muzepe, they will start releasing financial yeah. results again. And, and to, we will and to, know. And to be fair as well, even to add that they were streaming games live on their YouTube page as well. Yeah. So that yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very innovative. Yeah. It sounds it sounds um straightforward, but this is it was very innovative in how they done it the first time they're doing it. So um No, I mean I mean you have to take the basics. It it, yeah. it may sound straightforward, but the fact that Africans couldn't watch African football on TV for two years. Yeah, unbelievable. Just it just says to you that you know the basics are enough to do a lot yeah. and yeah. to attract sponsors and, and to attract people to want to come and invest in, in, in African football, yep. you know, and on top of that, sponsors did come through. I mean, um, you, you spoke about it earlier, but uh, you saw Binance, a cryptocurrency company, yeah. never sponsored, never gotten involved in football at yeah. all. Yep. And they start with, with CAF, uh, TikTok, um, Umbro came in as, as the apparel sponsor, yep. uh, Prudential PLC came in as the insurance partner. Yep. Um, and then there was a national supporter um, in Cameroon called UCB, which is which is Cameroon's biggest brewer. Yeah. Um, we don't know how much they all contributed financially, but I, you know, I know that Prudential's deal is due to be to be extended beyond um, Afcon. Um, we don't have concrete evidence that the other deals are going to be extended into other comp- into other CAF competitions beyond AFCON as well. Yeah, yeah. But the the thinking definitely is that um, they probably will be. I mean, there are also rumors that there will be an airline partner that will fly teams around for the CAF Super League and so on and so good. on. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, and even, even going back to all of the media partners that they had for AFCON, which was mm. quite another good aspect of it is because it wasn't just for 2021 AFCON it also incorporated quite a lot of those deals incorporated the qualifiers for 2023 not just that but also the CAF Champions League for both men and women Um, the local tournament that that happens on the content for the under 23 and local players too Um, so yeah it's really all encompassing so in that essence it is encouraging in terms of okay not just the flagship tournament but at least it will trickle down into other um competition that they hold and hopefully with more attention comes more demand and more attraction etc to maybe entice more sponsors so yeah as you said it hasn't been disclosed yet but from the i guess the players that they've put in place it's a it's good signs i guess yeah now and 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 on top of that i mean they just had the part of the uh the 10-step plan that i spoke about was the uh, schools championship. They had their first Pan African Schools Championship uh, this that, past weekend. That in DR- 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 Congo, yeah, yeah. Sure, um, yeah. It, it, you know, there's a lot. There's some questions around age cheating and so on, <laughs> yeah. which is not great. And 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 I certainly hope that that uh, they come out and and they speak very decisively on that. Mm. Um, but again, it's another thing that they're doing to to have an entire value chain. You need to yeah. have you. You need to have 
um, age group teams under under 18 and under 21s and so on. And then you also need to have uh, women's football being taken care of. Yeah. From 2023, teams will be required to have a women's team if they want to participate in the CAF Champions League. Yep. Um, so that's another feather in the cap yeah. to say they, we can't be half measuring this this football thing. If you want yep. to participate, you have to participate throughout the value chain. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you have to, um, you know, give players and, and, and women's football a platform. Um, yeah, fully. I can only commend them for that. Obviously, I mean, they just started. Yeah. So, you know, you, you'll complain about the, the age cheating issue. You'll complain that there's not enough, uh, you know, sponsorship or prize money for women's football. But you're really starting, they started at zero, essentially, yeah. in terms of that. So Yeah, yeah even just to put into context as well, I think the, the first Women's Champions League occurred in 2021 in November. And that was the first, yeah. obviously, part of their, they have a women's development plan that they have in terms of how to grow the game. But just to yeah. show you where they're starting from, the first one was last year, 2021 November. Um, but yeah, humble beginnings, but again. Yeah, correct. Putting good things in place. And as you mentioned about, I mean, even in our previous conversation that we've had around building a sustainable ecosystem. And this is, this fits into that in terms of ensuring yeah. that the different, I, I guess the different cogs in the wheel are adequately yeah. taken care of. And then that will keep the whole wheel going in motion, you know? Yeah. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And it plays into the financial side as well. Yeah. Um, if the, the more football you've got people watching, um, if you've got kids watching kids, if you've got women um, wanting to watch kids and men's football and, and women's football, you've got guys wanting to watch men and women's football. Yeah. You've got people tuning in to watch the under 19s or the similar to the, to how UEFA has the UEFA youth league. And yeah. You've got yeah. In at every, at every level all you're doing is increasing revenue um, because sponsors and broadcasters see, hey, you've got a lot more product, you've got a lot more content, mm -hmm. which is coming out all the time. Um, the level of football is getting better. Um, you can only then assume that sponsorship revenue will come in and broadcast revenue will come in, which, yeah. will, improve, which will improve the, um, you know, the sustainability of CAF as an organization. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. And I know even uh, an aim of CAF is to engage with, uh, make Africans love football again, you know, engage with local sports and what's happening. As you mentioned, um, there's this quote that uh, people say that you can't be what you can't see, right? So that whole mm -hmm. two-year blackout period, of course, there's, there's a plethora of international football broadcasts in Africa, but not being able to see mm -hmm. the best of African talent, um, mm -hmm. that was surely a hindrance. But now that you have this you know, they had good deals internationally, but locally on their YouTube channel with AUB that broadcast across, uh, I forgot the number. Well, yeah. I forgot the number, but yeah, they broadcast across many African countries. It's only good foundation that, they, that they've laid. Hi guys. Thanks for tuning into our latest podcast. Help us spread the word by subscribing, liking, and sharing our content across all social platforms at Unified. And use the hashtag ASUPod to join the conversation. Please do give us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. And if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss, people you'd like to see join us on the podcast, or simply to stay in touch, send us an email to info at ASUNified.com. 
So actually, you mentioned something about uh, TikTok that I wanted to just, you know, touch upon and follow upon. So we've got some stats here, right? So from this AFCON that just occurred um, on TikTok, yeah. it created more than 1 billion, 1 billion video views from cash-produced yeah. videos as well as user-generated content. And yeah. uh, across what well, AFCON social media channels exceeded 16 million followers uh, from this tournament. And that goes to yeah. show the, the appetite for you yeah. know, football and sports and for, and for AFCON, but also as yeah. well, um, TikTok being the, the, the bigger social media platform, right? It has all your Gen Zs doing dance moves, et cetera, and things like that. Yeah. But with Africa being the youngest continent, um, it was a really smart uh, partnership in my view. I think these, yeah. even just briefly, these results show, show that as well. So hopefully... Um, these partnerships can be a bit, can be long lasting, um, and, f- and filter into different tournaments and different and different uh, competitions and more competitions in the future. But yeah, it is exciting times in that sense, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, the 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 key about TikTok um, is is exactly like you just said: the future uh, viewers and uh, you know. All of these football competitions have the same problem. Um, all of, actually, all sports has the same problem. Yeah, is how do they, um, you know, how do they market themselves to a younger audience that likes to watch content in shorter bursts? And um, people say they have short attention spans. I think they just have attention spans for quality content. And- exactly. They don't like stuff that's fluffy, and 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 uh, and TikTok has found a way to package yep. stuff in a really good way that they like, and and sh- and that gets you everything that you need to see. Um, and uh, I think TikTok being the the way that they are in terms of their global dominance right now. I mean, you could say Facebook and so on has more users, but in terms of the the overall just Age volume. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah for that for that age group tiktok is where it's at and and um when tiktok south africa took up that that uh sponsorship on mm. behalf of tiktok tiktok international i thought it was a really smart move as well um obviously we may not see the benefits right now yeah uh but we'll definitely see the benefits in a few years time when people are thinking well which who's that guy that i saw on that tiktok again um at the afcon yeah, and they recognize these players down the line. It yeah. can only benefit CAF, and also CAF is has traditionally been an old school um, organization. They would never have done a Binance or a yeah, or a yeah, exactly. But it just shows you that when you've got newer, younger people who are open to newer um, ideas and understanding the fact that you know the youth market needs to needs to be catered for. You can only see um, CAF going into things like NFTs and and so on, the metaverse, um, uh, you know, in the future. And I and I hope they do, um, and and they bring themselves into into the twenty first century because CAF has been living in in nineteen ninety for for <laughs> quite a long time. Yeah, um, and they need to bring themselves back up to, especially on the digital front. I was very yeah. impressed by what they did. Um, you know they've got over three hundred thousand um, uh, YouTube viewers now, um, or three hundred fifty thousand new subscribers actually, just just over uh, the the Afcon period. So they've got now over a million subscribers on YouTube. 
um, you know, on Facebook alone, uh, they reached more than 50 million fans in 35 days. Yep. Um, before CAF wasn't doing that stuff. They yep. weren't streaming games on, 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 you know, the CAF website on, on yep. YouTube. Um, you couldn't see highlights on Facebook, yep. you know, basic things that, that have been going on in Europe for years. Yep. So yep. it's about time that those, that those things start happening. And it's about time that we catch up to, to international level and, and in some ways surpass it if we can. Yeah, no, fully. I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but even on their YouTube channel, forgive me, forgive me if you just say this, but even their subscribers now is over 1 million. Um, over 1 million. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1.1 million to be precise. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think this this tournament um, it's definitely set new records for for CAF in terms of the digital, social media engagement on mm. CAF platforms and TikTok, etc. So it just goes to show as well in terms of even for like organizations outside of Africa looking to maybe engage with a younger audience. I mean, these yeah. are, this is, this is evidence of that, that um, yeah. Africa is a digital, digitally savvy continent. Uh, we all know about yeah. the mobile money and things like that, but this, once you produce something um, yeah. that really engages and captures, then the audience is, is definitely there without shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And absolutely, I mean, Africa's got the youngest um, youth population in the world. Yep. Um, it's it was known as the dark continent for for so long. Yeah. But it's it's mostly because people didn't know what the hell to do with Africans. We're we're yep. a different breed of people. We we behave differently. We yeah. think differently. But we also should be respected just as much as as the rest of the world. Um, and if you just look at um, the way that the world is embracing African art and mm -hmm. African and Africanism in general, music, you have, sure, yeah, you 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 have the likes of Dibange and and, uh, and and the rest of the, the other guys from Nigeria producing great music. You've got mm -hmm. piano music from South Africa, which is yeah. growing up all over the world, and then you've got African. Um, you know, the UFC is now dominated by Africans, France yeah. and Guanu, Israel, Adesanya and, yeah. and Kamaru Usman, all yeah. Africans. Uh, you know, in the NBA, Giannis is, is, was the MVP last year, yep. the African, and there's a whole bunch of other Africans. You know, it, it's just Africa is, is, is the goldmine that the world knows that they need to tap into. Mm -hmm. And CAF is Africa's number one football federation. Yeah. Once... CAF starts packaging African continent, uh, continental football content for the African audience and shows the world what it can do and what can come out of it, they're going to come streaming in because they know oh, there's over a billion people, there's billions of people on this continent. You, you, the numbers just don't lie. Nigeria yeah. alone as a, as, as a country is massive. Just yeah. Nigeria alone. So, you know, there's, there's, there's more than enough um, evidence to show that these brands, international brands, needs to start taking Africa seriously. And also, it was beautiful to see that the fact that Sadio Mane and, and Mo Salah were both in the final after Klopp said it I was love that. a small tournament. It's not a small tournament, my guy. <laughs> it's not a small tournament. And you need to start taking Africa seriously. And, I'm, and, and I love the fact that there were even players who 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 threatened their clubs and they said I'm not going to come back if you if you don't let me go to Afcon. Yeah. You know, it's it, the world needs to start taking Africa seriously. Um and Africa also needs to start taking itself seriously and stop producing yep. world class content. We can't yep. just be producing mediocre stuff just because 
because it's Africa. It's, it doesn't yep. work that way. No, I was literally, I was just about to say that in terms of Africa itself needs to take itself seriously um, before yeah. anyone else can take you seriously. That's just a Absolutely. model that I live that I live by anyway. Um, get your house in order. And then what's that? Yeah. Once your house is in order, you know, you've done your front garden, you've painted your house, it's attractive to other people, and they'll be like, oh, how are you doing, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, definitely agree with, agree with that um, that sentiment. Um, and I guess I guess maybe a final question for what you touched on. I guess with all of these, how can I say, these new and challenger brands like your TikTok and Binance, yeah, yeah. Uh, etc yeah. who have you know partnered with CAF or AFCON do you envisage more uh, types of I guess brands and maybe uh, more creative partnerships in the future not just for AFCON but maybe uh, other tournaments um, within CAF yeah yeah the, the the difficulty always is 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 one thing is how relevant is it for their audience yeah um, and and their market as well and that's the difficulty that they'll have but i mean um there have been a lot of different um you know partnerships that have come into football um globally mm-hmm. um and there's been a lot of different pot- brand partnerships that have come into sport globally um yeah. i mean just as, as an example this new senegalese stadium that they're building um which has solar panels and yeah. uh, it's a it's a future it's a future fit state looks of amazing. the art uh, stadium amazing. which looks amazing it fits into fifa's uh future goals in terms of sustainability um there's a lot of companies um for instance as an example if you look at ferrari uh, and their new f1 car yeah. um uh, santander bank came in as a as a as a sponsor because of ferrari's um you know uh, f1 uh carbon neutral future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm being aligned with Santander's carbon yeah. neutral future. It, there's no reason why you can't get a global bank saying, CAF, with all of your new stadiums, please make sure that that they are carbon neutral and, yeah. and that they, they're looking after sustainable development goals and will back you financially towards getting to those goals. Yeah. There's there's a lot of different, um, you know, types of sponsorships that, that come about. Um, and we just need to make sure that the synergies of uh, that, the, uh, the goals of CAF and African football um, match up with the goals of these of these various sponsors, and I'm sure all sorts of different types of sponsorships will come out of the woodwork. I mean, Man United's got like over a hundred different types of sponsors: water, this, that, tires. I mean, <laughs> it, it's crazy, yeah. but it's not crazy if you look at just a brand that knows how to package itself well and sells itself well will financially benefit. Through, through these types of partnerships. No, agreed, agreed. Um, but I guess we're going to uh, wrap it up there. Uh, really, it's been great. Really enjoyed the conversation. There's so much more that we could have spoken about. Um, but I hope for everyone listening that it's been really insightful. Um, I guess we both hope that the, I guess this path that CAF have set upon regarding their sponsorship and the um, media rights and things continues. Um, but no, to everyone listening, thank you so much for joining. And please do like, share, and subscribe. If you aren't subscribed already, and yeah, please feel free to share. And don't forget to check out uh, Ubile's pages. Uh, do you find it in the description and links below. So thanks, everyone, and have a good day.